Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, beautiful. I'm so happy that you're here with me today for today's interview on the Notable Woman podcast with Melinda Grimaldi. Melinda is a lawyer focused on real estate planning. And in this interview, we talk a lot about emergencies and how you can plan for them for yourself and for your family. Before I dive into the interview, though, I want to remind you that next week, starting on May 6th, we have the Super You Summit coming up in my Facebook group, the Society of Notable Women. Now you can sign up for that, thenotablewoman.com slash super you. The whole point of the summit, over 30 speakers, 10 days, all focused on helping you own your unique power as a woman. There'll be speakers talking about mindset. There'll be speakers talking about business. Speakers talking about creativity. It's going to be a great time, and I hope to see you there. Come on over and sign up at thenotablewoman.com slash superyou. Now let's get on to Melinda's interview. Welcome to the Notable Woman Podcast. Today's interview is with rock star entrepreneurial lawyer Melinda Grimaldi. She's a graduate of Nova Southern University Shepherd Bra Law Center, and she received her degree with top honors. She was the top of her class. Throughout the course of her law school studies, she worked to represent low-income clients in family law matters as a certified legal intern with the Florida Supreme Court. Her initial leap into the world of law was driven by the notion of receiving a law degree to be able to help with her family's real estate business, one that filled her with both passion and purpose. The very first in her family to graduate college and no stranger to hard work, she always insisted, even as a child, that she would be her own boss. And her own boss she became, as well as an attorney, wife, and mother. Having her own children made her passionate about estate planning, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Please welcome our guest, Melinda Grimaldi. Hi! Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Tell us a little bit about you. As an attorney, business owner, mother, I would like to say I'm a multi-hat wearer, as many moms are out there. But I have my practice now for almost eight years, and I focus on it, a real estate and estate planning. And really, I had that shift of how I practice estate planning when I had my own son about a year and a half ago. He's almost two, actually, now. So with that, I basically realized I myself didn't have my own legal documents in order to protect my son should something happen to me. So once I fixed my own documents and got my ducks in a row, I decided to go out and start educating other parents of what they needed to do to be able to protect their family in emergency situations. Excellent. You said your son's almost two. What month was he born in? July. July. I'm a July baby. He's a Leo baby. (laughs) I'm a Leo too. He must be awesome. He is. He is. <laughs> My son was born in June, so he's a little Gemini. Lots of trouble that one is. Yeah. <laughs> so you are down in Florida. You were just at the beach today. Totally jealous because it's 25 degrees here in New York City. So do you do estate planning for folks just in Florida or throughout the United States or world? So I'm only licensed in South Florida. But the principles and techniques that I um, am out there educating about can be applied to any 
state in the country. Awesome. Let's start just at the beginning because I'm always interested. What got you interested in becoming a lawyer to start? Well, when I was in high school, I already knew I wanted to go to law school. I originally thought I was going to become a lawyer just to take care of our family's interests in our real estate holdings because that's what I was, you know, exposed to. And I figured what better way to run a business than knowing the legal aspects of those things. But ultimately, once I attended law school, I realized I actually liked the practice of law. And that's how I started to get involved in different programs and helping families. As a child, I already knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So by being a licensed attorney, I opened my own practice and I was able to do that. Excellent. So you mentioned that you first got interested in estate planning when you had your son. And was there anything in particular that made you start to think about the fact that you wanted to plan for his future if something were to happen to you? After I started getting back to work more, I never really stopped working. But when I started leaving the home more and leaving my home office, I realized I was starting to spend more and more time away from my son and started thinking about the fact, well, what if something would happen to me while I'm gone? And that's when you start to, you know, think about the documents I had in place. And at that point, I realized I had some gaps in my plan. Of course, I had a will, a power of attorney, and living wills, healthcare documents, but I didn't have the extra documents needed when you have minor children. And really being away from him more is when I started to realize that I needed to have that in place. Got it. And that makes total sense. Now, why should someone plan out their estate? What are the sort of things that could happen if they did not? Well, it could be as catastrophic as getting into an accident and not being around for your kids. But then what happens next, right? If you're not around or if you're too sick or incapacitated to take care of your kids, what will happen to them if you're not able to take care of them? And that's what these documents would ultimately secure. If you do not have a guardian appointed for your children, then there's a risk that the state would ultimately get involved in the decision-making, for example. If you have no guardian appointed, a guardian will have to be appointed through the courts. It's a very timely process. It's a very costly process. You'll need to hire lawyers, and they won't be the decision maybe necessarily that you would think would be best for your kid. So there's that part of it. But in the short term, if the people who are around to take care of your kids are not living locally within like a 20-minute drive, you can even risk having the Child Protective Services of whatever state you're in to get involved if something were to happen to you and you don't have your certain things put in place. I don't know about other states, but I know Florida just lost a few kids recently for DCF for the for Department of Children and Families. They misplaced a few children a couple of weeks ago. It was in the news. So that's the last place you want your kids to be, you know, in terms of who's going to be taking care of them. You want to have short-term and long-term guardians appointed to deal with the gap of location and time. If the people you want appointed are located more than 20 minutes away, so kind of like your first responders, and then you want to have documents in place to appoint long-term guardians so you can make sure it's the people who you want to have take care of your kid if something were to happen to you. Totally wild that DCF misplaced some tiny humans. That's yes. disconcerting. I know. I have got to Google that. Yes. Wow. What would be some of the challenges that people might come up with as they're doing their estate planning? Well, I think just the mere fact of thinking about doing it is overwhelming because the idea of not being there for your kids, especially when they're young, 
is already overwhelming. But once you get past that step and realize you need to do this for their benefit, for their protection, then there's the challenge of who would you choose to fill your shoes? And ultimately, no one could ever fill your shoes properly the way you would do it as the parent of your kids. But there's a lot of different things that come into play when deciding who to appoint as the guardian for your kids. I could totally see that being the first stumbling block that people would want to pretend that the possibility doesn't exist. And so why do the planning? And I personally not thought about it, but when my sister and her husband, they were going to take their first trip away from their son, they were going to the Bahamas and they said, you know, we should make sure all of our ducks are in a row just in case something were to happen because we're both together. You know, so they reached out to me and asked if I would be the guardian for their son, which of course I said yes, because I love my little nephew and he's adorbs and I would certainly make sure that their wishes were carried out exactly as they wanted to. But it was the first time that I had even thought about it. And at the time I was not a mother. So when I found out about you and what you did, I thought that it would be really important to bring you on the show, talk to people about this sort of thing. Because actually almost 70% of parents don't appoint guardians for their kids. And I think the majority of the reason why is because they don't even realize they need it. As an attorney, I went through a period of time where I didn't have it myself. So I could only imagine, you know, non-attorneys are out there that don't even think about these kind of issues that come up on a day-to-day. And then there's a lot of estate planning attorney out there who don't specialize in families of young children. A lot of these estate planning attorneys focus on the elderly and the wealthy, but there's a huge population of families that really just need planning to make sure that their children will be okay if something were to happen to them. Let's say someone listened to this episode and they said, wow, I really, really need to get this under control. I need to do some estate planning. I need to plan for my children if something were to happen to me. How could they get started? Well, I think the first step is to educate yourself about what needs to be put in place so that when you're shopping around for an attorney, you know the right questions to ask. And you'll know if that attorney will be able to put those ducks in a row for you or help you get your things organized. Like I said, not all attorneys will do that. So by educating yourself through different materials, you'll be able to do that. And I think better help select who can help you to do those types of things. Excellent. And is there any tips about, is there a sort of a checklist or any thoughts about things they should make sure that they're including or document wise they should be putting together? I actually blog a lot about these types of things. So if anyone would want more information, I have plenty of that provided on my website, www.realestatelawfl.com. And you'll see the blog tab there. And I'm blogging all the time about different issues that come up things that need to be done, checklists, lists, things that uh, parents can use in terms of starting their research. That is fabulous. I will make sure I put a link to that in the show notes. Now, I love to switch gears. And every time I talk to a woman of note, I love to ask a couple of questions. And the first is, what is the biggest assumption that people make about you? That's a good question. I think when I first started practicing the young female attorney, I had a lot of people that underestimated me, opposing counsels, other attorneys, because they thought maybe because I was young, I was a woman, I wasn't as assertive, I wasn't as prepared, I wasn't as knowledgeable as I really was. But that sometimes actually led as an advantage for me because I was able to, you know, blindside certain people on the other side with that. I think now sometimes perhaps people would think 
the opposite, like a little too assertive because as women, sometimes when we're out there promoting ourselves, our businesses, doing it all, it can be seen as a detriment almost that you're too much in control of the situation. I don't know. I think that's about what I think people think about me, maybe a little too assertive at this stage. That I've certainly heard about myself too. So you're in, I think, an excellent club. Now, what would be one takeaway you would want people to get from this podcast episode? I think the basic thing I want to put across to all families of the young children or to all people in general is that life throws curveballs and sometimes we can't control what happens to us or to our family members. So the whole thing of an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And I totally believe that is applicable in the type of things that I do on a day-to-day basis. And that's why I'm out there educating to make sure that people just take care of the planning, of the protection of their assets, of their family members, of their real estate ahead of time. And it will cost your family a lot less time and money and worry. And at the bottom line, it's a gift that you will give to the next generation, to your family, that you will not ever know how beneficial it is because you won't be around to be able to see the fruit of your work or your investment. I think that's an excellent takeaway. Now, do you happen to have a book you would love to recommend to the Notable Woman audience? I have a lot of books that I'm currently trying to read. (laughs) So maybe I'm going to switch gears and tell you one that I'm trying to read to see a little bit about bringing up my son and how I'm always looking at parenting books and how to do that. So the one that I'm in the middle of right now is The Whole Brain Child. And I never use flashcards. And those are both books about, you know, how the brain develops and how children learn. And I'm halfway through both of them, but they're actually really great in terms of learning, sometimes not getting too wrapped up in buying all those things and the flashcards and just really letting children play and getting on the floor with them and having them experience life and just talking to them. So I thought that was a great one. And then the whole brainchild is about how to nurture your child's developing mind and how to discipline them and things like that by understanding the biology behind it, the brain and how it works. That is awesome. I haven't heard of either of those, but I'll put them both in the show notes and I'll put them on my own reading list as well. Now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect? I have several different avenues. On my website, there's a contact section. That's www.realestatelawfl.com. Also, I'm on Facebook, Grimaldi Law Firm, and I'm also on Instagram, Grimaldi Law Firm. I'm always sharing relevant articles and tips and tricks related to the law and to parenting and how those two intersect sometimes, you could find me there. Amazing, amazing. And is there anything else you'd love to share with us? Other than that, I really just want, you know, obviously I'm in Florida. I can't help everybody because everyone's from all different parts. All the listeners, I'm sure, are from all over. But when going out and hiring an attorney, just make sure that the attorney has experience with families with young children, that they will make appoint a guardian short-term and long-term, and make sure that you'll be in the right hands by getting a referral to the right attorney or asking around. And if sometimes you're stuck trying to find someone, I could always assist. Shoot me an email, reach out to me on Facebook, and I can try to help you find the right attorney in your state, as I have colleagues all over. Amazing. Linda, what you do is so important, and I really appreciate the work that you do, and also that you took the time to talk to us about it today. So thank you, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for joining me for that interview with Melinda. I know it's a lot to think about and it is a rather serious topic, but it's important. 
We love our families. We love our children. We love our spouses. Really do need to take this seriously. So I hope that you will take some of Melinda's tips. And now I want to remind you just one more time that the Super You Summit starts next week. Notablewoman.com slash Super You. Sign up. I hope to see you there. It's really one of my favorite things. And I really leave the summit feeling so empowered. And I hope you will too, so that you know whatever it is, whatever project you want to work on, whatever way you want to make an impact in the world is 100% possible. So come on over and join us, thenotablewoman.com slash superyou. Bye for now.